Welcome to the uh, Teams Link 2021 review and update session. I'm joined by Mike Korkidakis, as usual, um, the double act. Uh, we've been working on uh, Teams Link, well, for the whole of 2021, plus most of 2020, actually, um, remotely. So it's probably a good time to just take a breath and look back at um, how the product's developed over the last, particularly the, the last 12 months, both with Microsoft Teams and, and with Teams Link itself. Our focus is around cloud services, primarily helping customers around security, productivity, and what we call agility. So, so moving services into the cloud. Hi, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Straight Talking 365 with Mark Lawson and guests. Yeah, and my um, history with um, Teams Link and WaveNet goes back probably almost 10 years now for the time when I was at Microsoft and uh, met an organization called Via, who WaveNet subsequently bought. So um, safe to say that um, Mike and WaveNet have been involved in Microsoft Unified Comms for um, as long as anyone in the industry. So hence the reason why Risk um, decided a couple of years ago to A, use Teams Link internally, and B, um, to use the product to help our customers deploy flexible working. Okay, so uh, welcome to this uh, podcast, which is a, an update on um, Teams Link for 2021. So I'm really pleased to be joined by Mike Korkadakis from WaveNet. So I'll let Mike introduce himself. Uh, yeah, thanks, Mark. So hi, everybody. Um, nice nice to speak to you today. Uh, my name is Mike Korkadakis, and I'm the head of distribution at WaveNet. So my role is working with um you know, key distributing partners like Risk in taking our kind of, in particular, our Teams Link product to market. So, yeah, thanks for having me today, Mark. If you don't mind, Mike, just want to give us a bit of a an update on. Uh, yeah, sure, Mark. Yeah, happy to do that. So, yeah, obviously, we've seen the the Teams Link product come. Well, yeah, quite a long way, really. And uh, like you said, it's been a key focus throughout sort of 2020 and 2021. Um, you know, in particular, obviously, you know, I think the, the pandemic sort of accelerated people's, um, you know, requirements in, in terms of what remote working and hybrid working actually look like. So we've had a really big focus on kind of reviewing the product and taking a, you know, taking a look at what sort of key features were going to be used for these organizations to actually, you know, enhance the capabilities that 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 Teams Link had. So, you know, as as traditionally, the, the you know, the product is that true native Teams experience. So all the nice developments that, that Microsoft have done that I'm sure we'll touch on later on, um, just work in conjunction with some of the things that we've done. So, you know, so, so some of the, I guess, the, the key highlights would be, you know, we've put a lot of time and effort, uh, you know, into things like the Power BI report and, you know, all delivered over a live API. Um, so you're getting a lot of real-time information that's delivered into the product now. Um, and, that, you know, that's available to all, to, to all the customers. You know, I think we have at the moment sort of 20 live templates that we've developed that come alongside the product that can be delivered in real time and just have a lot of key information um, that so many customers would would like to see. Um, we've added in some big partnerships as well. So we've opened up a partnership with um, the likes of Dubber, um, you know, the likes of Puzzle, and then our own sort of inbound um, product as well. All of these things that we're integrating are overlaying 
into the Teams Link product, which has brought a lot of different things. So things like, you know, your inbound geographical routing, which is like a really not, you know nice addition to the product. So the ab- availability to actually, you know, route call traffic by geographies, which is a big one. You know, looking at some of the reporting functionality, things like, sentiment and analysis and then we have an overarching sort of theme in general of the information that you can extract from the product so the custom dashboards as an example that exists throughout sort of you know the 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 dubber and the call recording platform so taking you know analytics from sentiment analysis and pulling that into power bi and custom dashboards that also tie in with the information that we're providing so i think a really overarching theme is certainly the information that you can extract from the system and customize through, obviously, you know, Microsoft's Power BI product. Um, you know, things like live in-call transcriptions. So obviously Teams does that as, as, as a core product, but not on the recording side of things. Typically, you know, call transcriptions are done after the fact. We can actually do that, you know, live in-call. Um, we've taken a big look at some of the payment options as well. You know, previously all we had was the ability to do things like manual pause and resume in the contact center. But because we're opening up the sort of entire contact center world, we have, you know, things like hyperlink, hyperlink access, payment options through the team screens, as well as obviously a little bit more automation on some of the PCI compliance pieces as well, which is really, really big. Um, some interesting features as well, things like Call Whisper is one. Um, a, a sought after feature that, that we've added in through our inbound platform as well is, you know, p- p- post-call surveys. So we have the ability to do things like post-call surveys and, you know, rating, rating the, the, the instance and those sorts of things, you know, that stuff exists as well. Um, and a really big one is, you know, we've always had sort of that five, nine omni-channel contact center integration, but we've expanded that, um, with our puzzle partnership as well. And that's opening up that sort of true omni-channel contact center, you know, across your social platforms, you know, your chat functionality, your SMS, your text. And now that's all interconnected with our Teams Link platform as well, allowing, you know, the product to be really, really scalable from, you know, almost any size organization now, because we do have those organizations that might have those true contact centers that, you know, agents need to work from those dashboards, maybe have, you know, really in-depth CRM integration, interaction through all the different social platforms. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling that into, you know, that integration with those types of users with, you know, Teams users in, in, in the back end. So um, those are some of, some of, the, some of, some of, the, some of the, yeah. the sort of key highlights, but hopefully that paints a good picture for you, Mark. Yeah, no, that's brilliant, Mike. Thanks. I think, um, you know, as, as, as I've always said all the way through, and we use that as a, t- a bit of a tagline, don't we, that uh, you know, Teams Link is, uh, is uh, a great product made better, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and obviously, you know, to deliver the solution to the, to the end customer, we rely on you know, two parts of the, um, of the puzzle, really, which, which is Teams itself, and then obviously Teams Link, uh, and you know, the Teams Link product uh, you know, has always filled in a lot of the gaps that have existed and still do exist really in, in teams itself um, and you know most of you know most of Microsoft's developments last year so 2020 when the when the pandemic hit were all about helping people work from home I think if you see the developments within you know, the team's meeting client itself and you know we started at a two by two video feed and now we've got a seven by seven video feed and uh, you know that's where a lot of their effort was um, was focused um, you know less less so the calling so so there were some calling features within teams that, that didn't exist, even though uh, 
something like three years ago, they said Teams was feature comparative with, with Skype for business. There, there were still some gaps. You know, safe to say now where we're looking at the end of 2021, I think pretty much all of those gaps have been filled now. So all of the features that most of our customers or all of our customers need to have a full PBX replacement are there within both Teams as the client and Teams Link as the, as the service itself. So little things like being able to do things like call merge, um, have multiple calling windows, and um, the whole new calling experience that's built built into Teams itself. So yes, we rely on you know the evolution of Teams on one hand, um, and again, I think you know all of the evolution going forward you'll see from Microsoft will be about that meeting experience. So clever things like um, these intelligent speakers in meeting rooms so it can identify who's speaking within a meeting room. So to be able to bring people that are physically back in the office. And, and that's what we're seeing with a lot of our customers now is they've still got people working from home, but they're getting people back into the office now and they want to be able to really integrate those meetings into to something that kind of um, is inclusive for, for, for everyone. Um, and, and I think we, you kind of you kind of skip straight to some of the new features that we've seen this year. I think just just for those who've maybe not seen Teams Link um, in any depth before, um, I, again, I always talk about Teams Link as being a complete um, unified communications platform in its own right. And I think that's how it differentiates from Microsoft themselves, because obviously they can offer calling plans and more so the other direct routing partners, the likes of BT, and uh, and gamma which effectively give you a telephone number um so you know the resilience and disaster recovery that we have um the number management and number porting the 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 contact sent the basic contact center bolt-on that we can offer to customers as well as then for those that want the more sophisticated and complex omni-channel type um environment that can be delivered by by puzzle now um you know we've got a complete solution um, and along with, you know, some of the hardware, as I say, best of both worlds, you know, we've got Microsoft, you know, developing the Teams clients um, as fast as they can. You've got their um, hardware partners like Yale, the likes of Yaelink and Polly who are developing the, the hardware, as, again, as fast as they can. And then obviously we've got um, WaveNet developing the Teams Link product and, and adding some of these great features onto it. Well, I was going to say, Mark, one of the things that's, that, that you sort of um, commented on as well is, you know, there's a lot of focus from Microsoft at the moment on that sort of immersive Teams room experience. You know, we've seen some of the recent sort of launches of things like, you know, front row and the multiple screen scenario that you can do by using things like, you know, the the, the, the front row edition. And, you know, that, that, that hybrid working mentality is being really accelerated through Teams. And, you know, that's what I said at the kind of the beginning. The nice thing about the product is, you know, all those developments that Microsoft are doing work in conjunction with, with what, what we're doing. So we're taking what they're doing and we're, you know, enhancing that on the on the telephony side and making it more sort of widespread for the customers that would, would have those sorts of requirements. And I mean, we've, we've, we've obviously seen, you know, through this year and, and in 2020, lots of customers um, sort of embracing flexible working and putting their, their their voice into teams with Teams Link. What what um, I mean, I've got a few ideas in my head. I mean, I mean, what what do you what do you still see as barriers for for stopping customers uh, moving from legacy telephony into into things like Teams Link? Well, I think um, <laughs> it's a t- it's a tough one now because I think obviously you know we saw this this you know this entire model of of remote working was kind of forced upon people. Um, in, in obviously the recent sort of you know past two years, um, and with that came a lot of immediate challenges for organisations. And I think right now it's just obviously you know 
the education piece and you know the, the migration story and and just being able to sort of you know trust what they're actually getting from from those solutions you know and and that's why we've put some of the focus on some of the things i did mention like statistics and you know some of the reporting and things that you can actually pull out of the system you know traditionally i think the mentality is that these types of you know organizations need to have these people in the office to monitor this stuff and and to do those things but that's you know the, the technology that we're able to deliver now does change that really and i think that that would probably be one of the biggest barriers is you know a, a lack of information you know i think a lot of people kind of have concerns about maybe they can't extract what they need if someone's not in front of them um and, and i think that's kind of challenge number one is just getting getting them educated enough and understanding it enough that they have that comfort and then obviously you know have you know you do have the the you know the general concerns of things like security or those sorts of things if 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 people aren't in an office and on a you know a company network so to say um that would probably be challenge number two and all of which is is easily overcome now yeah, I think, um, I mean, we still do get um, sort of feedback and resistance initially from from customers, particularly, I guess, I guess those users that are more traditional, shall I say. And we've got a few within risk as well who are quite happy to put their hands up and say they still like using handsets and things like that. Um, ju- just to the move towards using PC and the headset, for example, I know you don't have to, you can still use a physical handset if you want, but generally most customers will take the opportunity to refresh what they've got and go with the headset. And we've just moved... Um, local solicitors actually and they were very negative about headsets but um their um sort of it team just went ahead anyway and ordered the headsets and they haven't looked back we haven't had anybody complain and they they walk around with the headsets on like it like it's second nature so so i think a lot of the um a lot of the resistance is is perception rather than reality to be honest and i think once they've moved to to something like teams and can just realize how flexible and easy to manage is they've They've got no hardware on site that they need to worry about or look after. They've got no worry about, you know, have we got enough lines in and out to to, to take all the calls at, at peak times? You know, not it, it's a complete perception shift. They, they don't need to worry about that or think about that anymore. They'll only get engaged. A customer will only get engaged if they're, if they're on the phone, if that makes sense. So, you know, and the ability yeah. for, for us to, um, to, change, to change these services on the fly through the admin center again i think they're they're just so um taken aback by how easy it is to do that um you know to add recordings in to change the call routing instantly through a friendly admin center i think that that is is eye-opening to them um i haven't come across a customer yet that, that we've not been able to fulfill everything that they currently do with a traditional phone system um within teams link um in fact you know I haven't come across a customer where we've not completely transformed how they work. And um, I would say that, wouldn't I? But again, we've got plenty of customers that are happy to to chat to, to anybody to uh, tell them how they're done. All the way back from yeah, looking back again to 2020, March 2020, and, and, and Alzheimer's research that we were our first sort of big um, Teams link customer that moved about two days before lockdown hit um, yeah, through yeah. to those customers that we're still in the process of moving across completely to Teams link. They would all um, extol the benefits. And I, th- I think just just thinking about obviously there we were talking about barriers, but also in terms of the ease of adoption, which is obviously on the plus side. Is you know most of the customers we talk to and most of the customers that come on our webinars are already using Teams. 
So to actually add um, a telephone number into that team's client and just enhance how they work is makes the learning curve, the user adoption, really, really easy. Uh, and I think that's yeah. the biggest, again, that's the biggest eye-opener for most customers. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely agree there. The the amount of organisations now, you know, um, you know, I guess looking back on sort of the history and like the history of even our relationship, Mark, is you know, obviously, you know, WaveNet acquired the organisation I used to work for, which was Via, whose sort of singular expertise was in that sort of Microsoft telephony arena. And you know, there were times where it was kind of previously, you know, like the Link product or the Skype for Business product, where you know, not not every organisation was using those things. So it was sort of positioning the benefits of that product. And then obviously look into sort of the telephony and the additional benefits that that added now. Um, but now it's, you're absolutely right. You know, most of the conversations start with, you know, are yeah. you using Teams? And so many are, they're using it already for their internal collaborations, for their meetings. And this is just the next, the next logical step for them. Um, and, you know, going back to your original question as well about some of the barriers, it's just letting them know that, you know, organizations like us and the focus on direct routing are taking any gaps or things that they they feel they might not get from microsoft business voice directly and you know microsoft promote partners like us and the channel to to fill those gaps for them you know that that whole tagline of you know a great product made better couldn't be more true when it comes to sort of the team's link product and the direct routing product that we 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 work on together i mean given that you know i mean Looking at the Microsoft roadmap, which we do a lot, um, as I say, there aren't many features that you know we're waiting to be delivered into, into Teams um, that we rely on. Um, you know that the Teams itself will continue de- developing, and as I say, most of it is is around um, you know, meeting room enhancements with um, uh, things like multiple screens and these intelligent speakers and, and new devices and things like. Teams room panels where you have your you know the agenda for the day outside the room, and you can book free time so so these kind of innovative pieces of hardware um and also things like the ability to you know to join third-party meetings like zoom and and uh, webex um is there in some devices but not others so, so obviously the microsoft roadmap is is there and, and anybody can look at that in, in terms of i guess from your point of view from from mike's point of view and, and wavenet's point of view what do you see um, the future like and, and how do you see the teams link products evolving yeah, no, so yeah, so that's, that's a great question, and there's there's a lot of focus coming in. Obviously, the next you know few months to, to sort of our, our further term roadmap. In the initial instance, it's very much continuing the focus on building the core infrastructure for scalability and redundancy. You know that's absolutely vital to our organisation and to the product. You know we have all the existing tier one carriers built into our infrastructure to help with resiliency. If, you know if 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 things do fail you know it rolls over to other providers um there's still a huge focus on continuing to develop that and that's of course across you know all our sort of data centers and sites that's not just you know uk centric you know we do obviously offer an international presence there so that focus goes and extends beyond just the uk and and those sort of you know carrier relationships in in the other locations and and the redundancy of the infrastructure that's always going to be probably one of the most paramount priorities alongside that you know all the integrations with these new suppliers we want to continue to 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 bring that into our you know our our admin center and our management portal is is you know um one of the big key selling points to the product 
it's ease of use for any of those users. And we want to make sure that all these partnerships that we form have the same capabilities in that management portal that you can, you know, make changes on the fly and not have to have all the sort of the, you know, the, the human interaction piece if it's not needed. We, you know, we do tr have a, a big focus on the automation um, where needed to make sure that, you know, you can control all that stuff at end customer level yourself. So you have the confidence to be able to do that. Um, so, you know, like I said, the, the redundancy piece, the management portal, and you know, kind of getting that overhaul and then continuing to look at sort of what features, you know, we need to, we need to focus on, you know, we've added a, a, a heck of a lot in, in this year and some of the things we've just covered off, but you know, there's always changes that are needed. You know, we have live feature requests that we're constantly looking at constantly developing, you know, the CRM integrations and of course, you know, the live APIs for reportings and those sorts of things will continue to be at the forefront of, of development. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, uh, I kind of, didn't really touch on the reporting, but I know you talked about the Power BI reporting, and again, that's made a massive difference to a lot of our customers, and it's something that's not easy to to do out of the box with Microsoft. And um, I did talk about the fact that you know it, that Teams Link is a is a standalone UC platform, and you know that is important from a resilience and disaster recovery point of view. Because one of the um, objections that I do get occasionally is, well, it's it's reliant on Teams, isn't it? What happens if Teams goes down? That's a good point. I think, uh, fortunately, it doesn't happen very often. You know, Teams is part of Office 365. Office 365 is the biggest um, you know, platform in the world for, for collaboration. Um, it doesn't happen very often, but if it does, you know, we have a disaster recovery plan in place for all of our customers that allows calls to be at least routed out externally to another number or a mobile or a third-party answering service or voicemail. Um, as I say, it doesn't happen very often. Once in the last two years, probably. But um, yeah, <laughs> touch touch wood, he says. Um, yeah, so so I think from that point of view, we we just see it upside. I, I mean, I did partly think with, you know, the, the the sort of impending return to the office for lots of organisations, at least planning for uh, people back in the office part time, we'd see a drop off of interest in um, sort of unifying comms and and flexible working. It seems to be the opposite, to be honest. And I think part of that is these organize you know not everybody is going to be in one place anymore so even those organizations where they had 100 percent of their people in the office every day i don't think we'll ever go back to that i think you know look, looking at all of the feedback through um you know the sort of hr publications and, and in the news around what big organizations like nationwide like apple themselves and like british airways etc are, are doing there offering that flexible working in the future as well, so I think we'll we'll see more and more more and more organisations wanting to to adopt it. We'll see obviously BT themselves in the UK, the traditional um, phone network will be switched off at the end of 2025. So, if it, if you're an organisation that's currently relying on legacy phone lines, um, then you'll certainly have to do something. Um, not necessarily Teams, but if you're already using Office 365 and Teams, then certainly worth looking at uh, using that as your your voice platform and enabling that with something like Teams Link. On that note, <laughs> saying Mike and I don't talk too much, um, I think that's probably enough for today. <laughs> that was beautiful. Is that all right? It's a thing of beauty. <laughs> it will be when Jamie's finished with it anyway. Our focus is around cloud services, primarily helping customers around security, productivity, and what we call agility. So, so moving services into the cloud.
Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Straight Talking 365 with Mark Lawson and guests.